0: I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, this week is gonna be a little bit different. I don't have a guest joining me. I wanted to take a little bit of time, give you some updates on what's going on with me, And a debrief about the Houston Half Marathon that I did back in January, since I haven't had a chance to really write about that. And I wanted to kind of talk about the future of the show and maybe get ideas from you guys, throw it out there to let me know what you'd like to see. So to start off with, I just wanted to take a second and just thank all of you listening for making this so amazing. Uh, This is two years now that I've been doing this little podcast, and it's grown a lot bigger than I ever thought it would. I always envisioned that there would be room to tell stories about the people in New Mexico that I grew up watching and running against and hearing stories about And I hoped that other people would enjoy that too. And I'm happy to see that 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 has come true, that other people are enjoying this. And to be at two years at this is just, I don't have a lot of words, but it's amazing. And the people that I've been able to meet meet through this and become friends with has been worth everything. Uh, Starting this... (laughs) just right before the pandemic uh, helped me stay connected with the running community when you know, we weren't able to meet and go on runs together and I wasn't able to see my team and being able to reach out to people and connect with people through this platform and through social media was, it really helped me get through that time and it's continuing to help me just really explore running and what other people are doing with it. So again, I appreciate everybody for tuning in and, and helping support that. It has been amazing and uh, even though it does definitely take time, I love doing it and, and I appreciate everybody's support in this. With that said, I don't often talk about my own running. It's just something that I've never really gotten used to uh, my social media I'm here to I feel like I'm here to help tell the stories of other people but I have had people ask me about my running and what's going on so I don't have a personal page I, I struggle to keep up even <laughs> with the Instagram and Twitter just for this account so I I wanted to put out a uh, like a blog about the Houston Half Marathon, but just haven't had the ability to do that and haven't really built up my website the way that I want to in order to do that. So I thought this might be a good platform to push this out in this way. And part of the reason for that is, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one reason is because we are actually doing some remodeling in my home and so we've had some people coming in and there's been construction and I've had uh, lost my recording area and with you know some small kids in the house, having a quiet place, a place that I can dedicate to be on an interview for an hour plus is difficult. So uh, finding a spot to be able to have that interview and, and have my next guest on was a struggle so I figured this might be a fun way to um, add a little bit of space for that while everything else is going on. so and and the other reason is like I said I just wanted to put put it out there and just give a little update on my own running and what I'm thinking of um, after Houston as well. Getting back into running for me was a little bit difficult because, I had a hard time not looking back at how I used to be. It's hard not to judge who you are based on who you you were. And with running, that's so easy to do because the times are there. You know what you used to be able to do and you know how easily <laughs> about to do that. And I don't mean easy in a, oh, it was, didn't take energy, but you were already at that level. and losing it is something that is is difficult and coming to terms with it is is hard and I think a lot of runners have struggled with that I definitely have and so getting back into running was a struggle and it took me a long time to be happy with where I was and the the progress I was seeing just in um building back up I'm still not where I used to be, but I'm happy with where I am now. So deciding to do the Houston marathon was, was a pretty big jump, and but again, it came down to being able to see myself continuing to get better and grow and wanting to try new experiences. I had never done an official half marathon. I had run some races that were longer, uh, not a marathon, but I would run uh, back when I was younger, we had a race in Las Vegas called Las Manuelitas. It was a 15 mile race and you could do it as a part of a team. You could do it on your own. And I had done it as a part of a team and I had done it on my own. So I had raced the whole 15 miles, which was pretty awesome. And I had also run about 13 miles uh, one year as part of the uh, walk to Chimayo we did it actually with a with my high school coach we all a bunch of us got together he was running the full thing from San, Santa Fe out to Chimayo, and the rest of us were running halfway so we dropped off a bunch of people in Santa Fe drove to the halfway mark when they got there the rest of us continued you know running the rest of that so i've definitely done the distance but it'd been a long time and during you know 2020 i was upping my mileage and everything so in may of 2021 we just had some friends over who were from houston and things were looking great so we decided that we would go and visit them in january do the half marathon uh, one of them runs the half marathon the other runs the 5k so we decided to go ahead and uh, plan a family trip around this to see some friends and I would get to run and my daughter would run the 5k and so it was a lot of fun and excitement around it. And I signed up for the Loveless half marathon in August as kind of my first half marathon so Houston wouldn't be my first one. And Loveless went went great it felt so good and smooth through the first six seven maybe even eight miles and then just fell apart by mile nine i was slowing down like crazy uh was completely dead the last few miles and ended up running a 132 something It it was uh i was proud of it you know i felt like i had a little bit more to give but i was proud of what it accomplished and the fact that I was able to get out there and and race and to be in a race again because the last race I had had was you know before 2020 like a lot of people so it was just great to be out there with so many wonderful people and you know Lakaya out there putting on a great race and, and seeing some of the people I just hadn't really been able to see in a long time and that made it all worth it so from there I started training for Houston, took some time off, some down weeks, and this is all during the fall and coaching cross country and trying to train and as a lot of coaches can tell you that can be difficult. It's great to jump into the workouts with the kids but it's not something you can do all the time because you have to be there to make sure you're watching what they're doing as well. So it was difficult and hard but also fun and rewarding because I could see myself getting stronger and I was feeling strong and and there were obviously days and times that were harder than others. The mornings that I was getting up twice a week for a while at five to get a run in before, (laughs) before work and in the dark was hard and towards the end of the school year the school uh, session before winter break i was getting up every morning and getting my runs in so that after school i was just free to be with the family because didn't have the coaching and that was i don't think i could have handled another week of that so when winter break came and i was able to sleep in a little bit and catch up on sleep and run in the sun it just felt so amazing and i'm sure a lot of people have been through this. And so getting to Houston was a little stressful, but we got there and it was a lot of fun to see our friends. Uh, We were nervous because of, you know, rising COVID cases and everything, but we were able to get there and be safe and were able to get back home without getting sick or anything, which was ideal, you know, across our family. It was such an amazing thing to be a part of at Houston because I'd never been at a huge event like that running wise. Uh, Duke City is probably my biggest <laughs> race that I've ever been a part of and as big as that is it just doesn't even compare uh, to the number of people that are in Houston. The whole atmosphere is just it, it, it was so much fun um saturday bef- the day before the race was awesome there's so many people out there even just cheering for the 5k and the wind was like crazy it was got me a little worried for the half marathon and how that would be but the day of the race ended up being really nice It was definitely cold to start off with. There were some gusts, but nothing, nothing like here in New Mexico. And so it ended up being almost ideal conditions. Now I have to take a moment here and just shout out my wife who I'll tag in this because as anybody knows who has kids, you can't do this alone. And to have her there, not only to be there to cheer me on during the race but everything she did to hold down the fort with the kids while i'm coaching to you know working on my own running and my long runs and i'd come back and uh, she would have these amazing breakfasts that were just a key to my recovery i mean i just i could not Say enough about the support that that she gave me to be able to to do this and reach this goal, and it it was just amazing again to just have her there, and to be able to have this family vacation that we had been you know putting off for two years. So it, it just it was it was great, and I I just I cannot imagine getting through this without her by my side to to accomplish it. I'm gonna also shout out two other companies that I really uh, enjoyed during this time and have used their products a lot. And that is, uh, the first one is Tau Spakes. Their granola is amazing. <laughs> Their bars are really good too, but every morning for breakfast, that was just part of my routine, was Trailblazer, Granola, the Maple Pecan, and Madagascar Vanilla. Uh, This isn't a promo, they're not (laughs) sponsoring me, although that would be great. I really enjoy their products, and again, it's a New Mexico product, which I really support and wanna do my best to support local, and I just, I really enjoy it. Their bars are good they're often what i take to meets to get through them because they can be long and they provide a lot of energy and just uh just taste good just help me get through the day (laughs) the other is oregon mountain outfitters i really enjoy their sports singlet uh, their shorts my family all has you know at least a shirt or two from there i really enjoy the quality of their clothing and what they're you know what they're doing you can go to their website i'll link it uh, put a link to their instagram page like i just i, I really enjoy what they're doing and again I, this is a las cruces based company they're out of new mexico and you know it's per, it's just good quality stuff i i just i recommend you checking them out again supporting local is just always good and again they're, all, they're not sponsoring me, they're not providing me with anything. I just really believe in local and these are two brands that I have really enjoyed during this build up and, and continue to enjoy. I, I just want to throw it out there for anybody else to check out. So, day of the race, Houston Marathon, January 16th, I believe. <laughs> I woke up early. I was nervous, luckily my friends had talked to me about what the event is like, and suggested that I go ahead and get some throwaway clothes for the morning, uh, which I'm glad I did. And because it was chilly, so I had some cheap sweats, and had picked up a pair of gloves at the expo the day before that were like two or three dollars for the pair. That helped me get through it, which was nice, because uh, my hands definitely get cold, so needed those and didn't want to wear my nicer pair and have to you know risk throwing them out. So getting to the corral was interesting., uh, getting into the corral and trying to find my area they they definitely had some like these are the pace groups and stuff, but As with any race, there were definitely people who were a little slower that were in the paces that uh, I was in. I had moved up into the 6.30 pace group thinking that's about where I was feeling and actually kind of in between the 6.30 and the 7 minute and just kind of did my best to try to stay warm as a bunch of people kind of crowded around and it, it was pretty amazing. When it was about time to start, we moved forward, and the gun went off, and I ended up about 40 seconds behind the gun, and when I actually crossed the starting line, which, you know, isn't that bad, actually, and, and then got going. And those first couple of miles were, were interesting. I didn't really know how it was gonna go, how it was gonna feel. I was definitely nervous. And those ended up being my slowest miles. Uh, I was kind of passing some people and people were passing me and there was just a lot of kind of jockeying for a position during that time. Definitely tried to move outside so I could have a clear area to run through uh, and wasn't getting caught up in the jumble of everybody. And after mile two, I really found my groove I went through the first 5k, they had 5k um, timing section so you could see your 5k pace and people who are following in on the app could see where you were at. And I went through the first 5k faster than I expected and got a little nervous for a half a second and then just kind of decided no this this is where I'm at I'm just I'm just gonna keep on going. My goal was to not look at my watch and just kind of go by feel and, and just race. And pretty much stuck to that throughout the entire race. Mile four through six, I would say, so probably the next 5K was just smooth. You know, I continued to move up through the pack. Legs are feeling good. Wasn't really feeling cold, uh, but kept my gloves on because my hands weren't overheating in them. So I decided to just go ahead and keep those on even though it kind of took away a little of the dexterity. I had some honey stinger chews with me. I took those early within the first two to six miles. They don't offer a lot of nutrition or sugar, but just enough to keep something in my body. I didn't think I needed a ton for a half marathon, but I had been training with some just just to make sure that I had something with me. I also had a gel that i took at mile 10 7 and 10 uh, that i've been practicing with and that was just goo brand uh, i think it was strawberry or watermelon flavored can't remember exactly but those first six miles really really felt comfortable and even though i wasn't looking at my watch i kind of had an idea of where i was at based on the splits at the 5k I knew I was obviously a little faster than what it was showing me but you know that gave me a pretty good idea of where I was at and I was still feeling good. In the back of my head I kept on thinking that I felt this good at the loveless half so don't don't overstretch, don't overdo it and so I, I just tried to stay consistent and my my splits were all pretty consistent except for the first two miles and the last mile. The first two being a little bit slower and the last one being quicker as I geared up for the end. At mile seven is when I took the first taste of the goo and um, was feeling good, couldn't have the quite the dexterity because that was in my back zipper pocket and with the gloves it was a little bit hard, but I was able to get it without messing with my stride too much. It's also when I started to try to figure out I couldn't remember when the the split off for the half marathon and the marathon was and I started to kind of freak out that maybe I had missed the, the cut and now because the people that were running around me were talking about pacing and the marathon and they were trying to stay comfortable and I could not really figure out like if there was any half marathoners around me so I kept trying to look around at their bibs because there were slightly different colors and it induced a, a little moment of panic and trying to figure out like, okay, if I am, in the, I am on the half marathon section, am I gonna be able to get through it? Oh my goodness, what am I doing? Can I, but it all turned out well. I think it was mile eight where the half marathon and the marathon diverted. And it was extremely well marked. It could not have gone off any better. But it definitely took away a lot of the people I was running with. I, it was the first time that I ended up by myself. There was a couple of people in front of me. There was a few people behind me. But no one really close. And so I started to try to pick up just a little bit just to get closer to someone so I wasn't running so by myself. But, again, my legs were feeling great. It was just such a, an amazing feeling. I had told a couple of people, because I was using the Saucony Endorphin Pros, and I told a few people after Loveless that, you know, super shoes are great, but when you're dead, they, they're, they're not going to help you. Your legs have to do the work. And my legs felt so good throughout this that, it, it was it was fun like I wasn't thinking about the shoes, which is a good thing uh, but afterward I really like I just Felt that that bounce and that give back throughout whereas at loveless, you know this the last Half really of the race like my legs were just so heavy. I wasn't getting any getting anything back from the shoes when I hit mile 10 or as I was approaching mile 10, I remembered what Daruda, uh, who has been on my podcast before, she told me after Loveless, we had been talking a little bit, and she told me it's the final 5K when the racing really begins. And I kept kind of having that in the back of my head, like this is when I need to pick things up. And so when I hit that final 5K, I hit mile 10, like I was ready I was feeling good and I went to grab my goo to take the last of it and as I pulled it out and grabbed it with my gloves it fell which I didn't even have time to think I just stopped turned around picked it up grabbed it finished it off and it was just such a quick reaction like I'm glad I didn't have time to think should I stop should I not but I knew i had been practicing with with the nutrition so I better have it. And from that point I just started to try to pick up the pace a little bit and when you're that far into a race your legs are tired and so you're more than likely slowing down so it helped me kind of stay at that same pace that I was at which was great and at mile 12 i was still feeling pretty good i had just over a mile to go and that's where my wife my friends my kids were at and they were screaming and yelling and they had the the little hand bells you know making noise like little cowbell things which <laughs> i have learned now can produce some uh, pretty nasty blisters and uh, scarring if you don't pay attention. Uh, uh, but it was amazing. I got such a rush seeing them there. And throughout, I mean, throughout the entire race, all the people out there shouting and, and the energy and the signs, it was just amazing. And see my wife and see my kids and And that final push, it just, it put me over the top, you know, it's, I almost wanted to go over and and hug them and, you know, but you you don't, you just take the energy and you go and that last mile and a half was amazing. My legs carried me as fast as they could and I, I crossed the line, you know, hitting my goal. My main goal was just to go faster than I did at Loveless, you know, to be faster than an hour 32 and then I wanted to get you know under you know under 130 and you know kind of my my top goal was to get as close to 125 as I could and and I hit it I hit 125 and I you know with with those slower miles and dropping my gel I I was right there you know being close to break breaking 125 which for me is amazing and it just makes me happy that i can come back into this sport and pursue these goals that i i everybody has a goal right you know whether it's a time or whether it's just a finishing a thing and being able to to be healthy and having a supporting family And to be able to have the time and everything to to chase these, it it was just such an amazing feeling. It was, it just, it made me so happy. And I crossed the line and just, I was looking for someone to hug, (laughs) basically. It was, it it was so awesome. Um, Got in afterward, picked up my shirt and everything and finisher's medal and, and ran into um, Mark Quinones, who I had had on the podcast just before to talk about his build up, and he had a huge PR, and that was great to talk about. And I talked to my cousin later, who was in the race, and you know our, our friends that we stayed with. Got a shout out to Cass; she just killed it, and it, it was <laughs> the whole experience was just amazing. And it's just so fun to be able to to think about it and, and to relive it and decompress from it and as we all do as we all enjoy talking about our races you know even the bad ones you get something from it if you don't meet your goal right all you can do is, is go out there and and try to be better and meeting your goals is the same way like I met my goal and now I I want to get better what's you know what's the next thing and I, I definitely want to run another half marathon i don't have one set up yet but it's it's track season it's harder for me to align my goals coaching with my own goals for racing and so right now i'm going to since i help out with with the girls a lot with pacing my goal is to try to break five minutes in a mile and there's some other people trying to do that so i may jump in with with them when I can and and that's gonna be amazing and that's gonna be fun and maybe I get it and maybe I don't but I'm excited to try, I'm excited for the process which you know if 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 it didn't excite me then then I wouldn't go after that I would try something else because that's a whole that's a big part of why I do this I have to have that excitement so that was basically Houston for me you know again Cannot say it enough, but if my wife, if Carrie wasn't there to support me, none of, none of that would have been able to happen for me. So looking forward, like I talked about my, my other running goals and I've got coaching goals for sure, but I also have goals for the podcast. And going forward, I, I don't wanna change what I'm doing in this format. I love what I'm talking about I love who I'm talking to and the conversations we have and the friendships I'm making, and I, I don't want to change that at all. What I have thought about time permitting, uh, because you know doing this with a family and coaching and teaching and and managing all those responsibilities is is not the easiest thing in the world. You know, again, I love it, but you know I have to manage things to make sure that I'm not uh, that I'm there for for everything that I'm supposed to be there for and so some things I've thought about is you know putting a weekly or maybe bi-weekly or monthly blog together you know it can include a, a newsletter maybe is better a better word I would love to have some insight of some of the races going on around the state that, uh, you know, I don't always get to hear about. And, you know, maybe having some uh, information from, you know, some of our collegiate athletes, it's sometimes hard to find all their, their results and, and be able to cheer on not only UNM, where we can find, I think, fairly easily, but, you know, our, our D2 schools with New Mexico Highlands and Eastern and Western New Mexico and, uh, even our junior college, um, school and college of the Southwest, you know, being able to share what, what those runners are doing across the state as well. I've thought about adding a a YouTube component to this and putting these interviews up on YouTube, um. And, and adding that visual aspect to it. I've You know, there's other things I've thought about. Ugh, TikTok, if, I don't know if I'm cool enough for that, but, you know, I would love to go out on a run with some people and just quick little TikToks with them. You know, but again, all of that takes time. And I don't know what I necessarily have time for, but I know what I think would be fun for me. But this is where you guys come in what would you like to see what are you interested in seeing from this space you know would you be interested in a newsletter that talks about some of the races going on around the state that highlights some of the collegiate stuff would you like to have um would you be interested in youtube what is it that you would like to see from this space i think i have some great guests lined up and there's definitely people constantly that i'm not even aware of that i find through one means or another and a lot of times it's through other runners telling me have you checked this person out but it's those other things that i'd I'd love your input what would you like to see from this next and again reach out to me uh, sh- show me a message on Instagram, on Twitter. If you actually have my number, send me, <laughs> send me a text message. Uh, show me a, an email. RunningNewMexico at gmail.com. You know, whatever is your comfort level. You know, catch me at a race, whatever. I would love to just hear from you on... Um, what you would like to see or, or maybe you don't want to see anything maybe you like what how it is working now and, and that's what you have time for it I would love to hear that as well and thank you for being here again for for two years whether you've been here from the very beginning or this is your first or second episode that you ever listened to I appreciate your support so you know how this works you can write a review. You can share this with somebody you know. You can just tune in and listen, and and that's a great way to support the podcast. Enjoy the weather warming up. Enjoy your runs. Enjoy your family. And keep running, New Mexico.